0: Hey, welcome to Brosens. This week, me and Eddie catch up and we just talk about how quick time is going by, a little bit of random stuff, and I think we leave on a high note with a moral story about, uh, well, just watch and listen. You'll find out. Another day episode in paradise.
1: Yep. Uh, Number six already. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Episode six. Uh, Sunday, whenever people listen to this, what is the 20, 20, 24,
1: 24th, 24th today, we, episode two went up today. So we're still, still cranking along about yeah. forehead. Yeah. We could keep that yeah. well for, I
0: think we're good. Go back, listen to the past episodes. We really, really want to know what y'all want to hear about. Like, we're talking about everything until we start getting some feedback. And then we're going to kind of hone it down and see where we're at. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, I can't do anything about my face. Sorry, yeah. that is what it
1: is. Yeah, I've already gotten feedback on mine. So, uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm not any prettier on camera than I am in person. In fact, no, I might, no. well, I don't know. I might be prettier in- on camera than I am in person, maybe. Either Slightly. way, I'm not pretty. I'm not. You pretty, smell better on way. camera. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> Except at the beginning of the month, so you know when I shower. you month monthly shower, monthly, monthly shower. shower.
0: Well, so you had some rain yesterday. Trop- tropical storm
1: depression number whatever. What was that? It did ever get a name? It did get a name. Yes, did it? it did. It did get a name. I think they get Ophelia, I think it was. We're at the O O Ophelia? How is it already in O?
0: Like it's early?
1: No, ready. it's not early. We're near the we're in the middle of it, right? We still got what October, November. We got two. Well, actually, it's just October it ends November first. Hurricane season. And so, for those of you who don't know, we live in the uh, southeastern part of the lovely United States of America. One of, one of the areas that's known for hurricanes. Hurricane season runs from June first until November first. Doesn't mean that we can't get them before or after because we have, but yeah, we're mm. kind of in the peak though. This is that part of the year where the water on, on, and the Atlantic has warmed up enough, but. Hurricanes and fall see, leaves. Yes. Hurricane and fall leaves. So they said that, um, they said that the last one, the one before affiliate that came up through and I don't know, Hugo, maybe I don't know what, no, not Hugo. Whatever. One of the recent storms that came through, they said that it, turns up turned up a bunch of uh like the top one hundred meters of water in the Atlantic ocean so it brought some of the cooler water up into the, kind of the area off the coast um hmm. the Atlantic coast and they said that should actually tame down uh the rest of the season which is a good thing right because yeah I mean, we've knocked yeah knock on wood we've we've been a while but yeah it was a lot a lot of rain yesterday and started well, yeah, yeah, Friday. And it's
0: further east i'm I'm inland I'm in the foothills of North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, he got a lot of rain. I got rain for a little while, so not bad. And other, uh, my kids found every puddle today at the park while we were out and got soaking well, wet I mean, and had to put them back in the car wet. That's right. fun.
1: Look, I, we, there are tons of memories growing up playing in the rain. I, I just, mm-hmm. absolutely, they were, they were, they're good memories. Um, yeah, yeah. just didn't care. Rain, snow,
0: earthquakes, tornadoes, we played in all of it. Every bit of it. Man, I am yeah. looking very, very warm on camera tonight. Like, have you noticed that? Like, everything is very... Is it me? I look orange.
1: Oompa, oompa, oompa. Did you, did you forget one of your lights? Your light panels? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't have the lights on me behind. Hmm,
0: okay. Well, let's deal with it. Otherwise, I have to go off camera, but... I can just get an orange bean at night. Yeah. Normally that's what I think. I think I turn those on and it changes the white balance on the camera lens. Because I don't have those on. Now, these above me are actually neutral.
1: Yeah. So yeah, lean back, lean back. It helped a little. Not much.
0: Yeah, but see, even this is this is orange and warm.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, tonight is going to be completely all over the place. I just want you to know we we've uh
0: we were last minuteing this.
1: Yeah, our show prep was not a lot for this one. We do have some things to talk about, but it's it's it is going to be all over the place, which actually may be kind of fun. Um again, let us know in the comments down below um yeah. or uh, maybe like they may be. Hey, Get so follow feedback. up on mad money.
0: I uh, finally assembled the new vacuum cleaner. It is the nice. Bissell Pet Hair Rewind Pro Elite. Something I don't know. Anyway, it, it is a so or something. Uh man, like I'm showing my age here. That thing's badass. Like built-in wand, light, like kind of does everything. The brushes are great, they're fantastic on it. So uh, it's weird. I only have rugs and I've got uh luxury vinyl plank flooring, which is a fancy way to say I spent a lot of time on my hands and knees um putting down flooring in my house. And uh, but no, it works works fantastic. Britney loves it. Uh it, cleans very very well like suck the rugs right up off of the ground so i can as for one day of use i can recommend it uh ask me in six months i'll forget and i'll give you a six month update maybe i'll just do weird amazon products maybe that ought to be like a new segment we'll just review random crap on amazon
1: maybe we just, just go and read off. some of those Hear random read some of those random reviews because there are some hilarious ones out there i mean there are some hilarious reviews out there yeah for amazon products Oh man! Yeah, so <laughs> just routine, <laughs> we were kind of. Oh yeah, good. So we were kind of talking earlier. We were, you know, kind of go back and review. If you remember, it two episodes ago when I was doing the pictures, you could hear.
0: Remember yes. that one?
1: Um, yes. Probably not the best idea to do pictures on the podcast. I mean, for those of you watching this on YouTube, it works great. But if you're listening to us on Podbean, probably not so much. But, um. So one of the things, one of those pictures was a thing from the electric company. We got talking, and I went back and again scrolling through TikTok. Uh, and I'm assuming it had the phone had been listening, because we all know the phones listen. I don't care what they say. Um, TikTok video rolls up of, of an old electric company clip, and one of the two people that were there. And they used to have this thing where there were two kind of silhouettes. Um, you could see their faces, but, but it was a side view. And one person would say a first syllable of the word, and the other side of the screen would say, the the person would say the uh, second syllable of the word, and they say the word, right? It's teaching you words. Well, the second face on the right side of the screen just happened to be Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Morgan Freeman was on the electric company? Oh, boy, did we go down a rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so how many episodes was Morgan Freeman on? So
1: Morgan Freeman so happens as it was was like on what was it seven what did I say seven hundred and sixty episodes of the electric yes. company? Like on every one of them. Every single one of them. Uh, so was Irene Kerr, I believe. Um no, no, Irene Kerr was on a few. Um, but Mel Brooks was on Mel every Brooks.
0: episode. That one got um, me like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, wait, what?
0: I mean, I no would way. pay money. To see a live action Mel Brooks Morgan Freeman movie at this point. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah, no, Mel, Mel Brooks is he's absolutely one of my my um all-time favorite, you know, comedians, writer, director, producers. Uh, he's and again, you know, it's one of those things. I know it's not for everybody. Not everybody, not everybody loves that kind of just It's like Family Guy, right? No holds barred. Nothing's off limits. Everything is up for game. It's comedy. It's comedy, folks. Family
0: Guy, South Park.
1: It's comedy, folks. It's funny. Just it's meant to make people laugh and feel good. And and is it at someone's expense? Yeah, but it's everyone's expense. I mean, it's not a – nobody's really getting hurt from it. But anyway, so yeah. Mel Brooks was on there, and, and so we were thinking about this. We're like, holy cow, man. That was 71 to 77 was the electric company. And I thought it ran a little bit later than that, which so it seemed like I thought it's it was Syndication.
0: Like it, it I mean, I remember it as a kid. It was on um, PBS yeah, yeah. on Rerun.
1: And I guess I was just thinking, you know, wow, some of this is first run, but it, but it's not. And then started looking. So I, again, went back and decided, well, where, where was – when did morgan friedman really get a start i mean electric company he did a few small things before then but the electric company was really kind of that was his big thing right to kick him off after that he started started getting into movies and more tv shows he was on some soap operas and a couple of small tv movies but he he really kind of didn't take off big from a movie perspective um until i think it was what what was it 80 what do we say it was 89 89 It was 89, 89. yeah. Well, so he landed a lot
0: of roles, and the movies were released in 1989. So his work up until and unto landed him the roles in 1989. So obviously you said, lean on me. I remember that. that. That's classic. That was the
1: first one I remember seeing Morgan Freeman in.
0: What blew my mind, because to me, I feel like the movies are about five years apart. Just is how I feel, right, when I think about it came out in 1989 also is glory to me glory was well after lean on me like that's just how i remember it so is it perspective and i'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there because we've eddie will tell you i have texted him before back dude what year do you think this was so is it the mandela effect has the timeline shifted and we just remember it wrong. So we really want some comments on this. Like, when yeah. do you, do you think, or do you feel like, or remember lean on me and the movie glory coming out in the same year?
1: Oh, like, did wait, you go to the wait, theater wait.
0: and watch both of them that year?
1: Also in 1989 for, with Morgan Freeman was driving Miss Daisy. All three of those yeah. were in the same year. So it's how does that same. like,
0: how? How how do you have Lean On Me, Driving Miss Daisy, and Glory all in the same year all of a sudden? Those were not, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I just, it makes just no it's, sense. it's not, it's not. And maybe that's because we're getting older. We talk about it all the time. And it's, you know, I try to explain it to my kids because I'm like, hey, the older you get, the faster time goes. And they're like, what? And I was like, okay, you're six. One year of your life is one-sixth of your life. Of course, I don't understand fractions. My 10-year-old is starting to learn it, so he's starting to understand. Like It's one-tenth of of your life. I'm like, I'm 45. It's one-forty-fifth of my life. A year is a lot shorter piece of my existence than what it used to be. He still doesn't really get it. I I don't think any kid's ever going to get it. So It's a a speed multiplier. Yes, we're getting closer to the speed of light.
1: It's speed multiplier. That's what it is. How old are you? Uh, I'm 51. Yeah. Oh, you're running at a speed 51. Yeah, that, yeah. that explains it's exponential. why this week it's a, it's a hockey <laughs> cur- it's a hockey stick.
0: It's exponential. Like just yes. poof, it's done. It's done. Uh, you know the other one I thought about, and I'd ask Eddie about this one. Just I was like, Hey, what year did "Intergalactic" by the Beastie Boys come out? Right. <laughs> so I graduated high school in 1996. And don't get me wrong. Like I was never really into grunge. So like. I mean, I remember Kurt Cobain and you know Nirvana and the girls mascara running because everybody's sobbing and you know it was sad. It's sad whenever anybody does that. But my point is, I feel like I distinctly remember Intergalactic listening to it in my radio in my Trans Am while I was in high school. I just I I remember that. No. I graduated in 96. Intergalactic came out in 1999, three years yeah. after high school. I was already working at the police department in the records division. Say what? There's no, 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 I, I have had, you know, like the Shazam thing and all that. Okay. Whatever. But <laughs> when you start trying to tell me that things that I distinctly remember doing in high school and you're telling me the song didn't come out until after I was out of high school, Man, is it? Am I old? You you have to have had something that has triggered you to be like, okay, this is completely the timeline shifted. Oh, have you, I mean, you, you've never really told me. Like, like, tell
1: me. I mean, so it's hard to like kind of pinpoint one thing because one, my memory is so getting so bad. If it seems like the older I get, and you get asked my wife, she'll she'll tell you too. She's like, your memory's horrible. She's like, you really need to see someone. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I can never remember to go. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. No, there's, there's a lot of songs. It's like, um, songs are a bigger one with me, right? Because I listen to a lot of music, right? DJ for a long time. And so I used to be really good, like eighties music. I can still nail down for the most part. Like when you start getting late eighties, it gets a little hazy. Um, but then again, there's 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 just like some songs. That I'm like, oh yeah, they came out in the early '80s. No, that song come out in the '90s. I'm like, wait, what? No, that's not right. And it, it is weird. I don't know. It's it, if it's timeline shifts. I don't know if it's you know getting caught in a wormhole. You know, there's it's funny because there's so many science fiction movies that you could look at and go, is this really what's happening? Like the one that uh, Tom Cruise, or every time he died, he started over.
0: Um, oh, yeah.
1: Mimic. Was it Mimic, I think? I don't know. Did you see? My memory It's bad. It's like yeah. sometimes you, you go through things and you're like, it's almost a deja vu kind of thing. It's like, I... I All right.
0: Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction album. What year?
1: So that was... I'm going to get this one wrong. Um, I remember the album, my well, mom's great album, it's two, double album, right? Double album on that one. Um, use your, lose, lose your illusion. One and two double album, right? Um, was tied also to one of the Terminator movies. Um, it was used on the soundtrack, uh, 97. I, I know I'm off
0: appetite for destruction is 87 use your illusion 1 and 2 oh use 90. your illusion sorry yeah use yeah. your illusion 1 and 2 is 91
1: 91 see i thought it was later <sighs> yeah appetite destruction sorry i was getting them mixed up appetite destruction is yeah. first
0: yeah uh, it's uh that one seems about right i don't i don't, I don't think the timeline's shifted that one yet I think I'm going to take this episode and I'm going to put it on a thumb drive. We're just start naming <laughs> off things, and in ten years, we'll come back and check it.
1: Come back and recheck. We'll, we'll it. save the
0: I, save the thumb drive.
1: See I if the matrix. Can, I'll put it in a around.
0: like a, a Faraday cage so the matrix can't reset it.
1: <laughs> I know we probably sound like a bunch of conspiracy theorists tonight. No, everybody but, uh,
0: suffers from the Mandela effect now. Like I, it, I know this did not used to be a thing. And now it is really a thing, which really leads us to, I'm going to put on the tinfoil hat, but scientists say there's a 50-50 chance that we live inside a computer simulation. Straight up, oh, yeah. like, 50-50. How would you know? Uh, and, and if that's the case, I'm okay with that. Like, I sort of kind of am. I just want my part of the simulation to be better. Like, what can I do to hack that? I don't want out. If they're listening, I don't want out. I'm I'm good. <laughs> like in the Matrix. See, I know it's not steak, but I want to eat it anyway. I wanna that's all I'm getting steak. at is I just want some more steak.
1: Just <laughs> 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 so the there's some tie-in, right? There's, there's a lot of probably you know big ones. The Oscar Meyer Bologna was one. That came up. Is it an E or is it an A? Mm. You know, what, what do you remember What's from the Oscar Bologna?
0: I don't. I don't know. OSCAR.
1: <S-O-S-C-A-R>. My Bologna has
0: a first yeah, name. has a <S-O-S-O-S-O-S-O-R>.
1: Bologna has a second oh, no name. One. It's. What is it? I would say A. A is right. Yeah, or think, not right. Sure. A is wrong. See, but a rhythmically is what works. Well, it, it's M-A-Y-E-R. also M-A-Y-E-R. everybody sings it. It's M E Y R that everybody says a again, right? That's one of the ones. Well, look, the fruit of the loom cornucopia thing—that's the other one. Oh God, yeah, that's right. That's another one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like no, 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 no. The the cornucopia has has always existed. They did shift away from it, but the cornucopia was the fruit of the loom. You can't tell me it's not. Like, it, it is. I don't. God, I don't know.
1: I mean, there's a ton of them. A monopoly man. Did did he have a monocle or not? Monocle, monocle.
0: A, mon- a monogamous
1: monocle, <laughs> monocle, monocle. Just, I'm tired. I, if you can't tell, I'm tired. I, I've been a long day. But we're here. We're going to go. We're going to keep rolling. Yeah. Or I can go back and edit out one or the other. We'll see. When when you see this, if you see me butchering that word, you'll know that I was just, you know what? I'm not even going to bother editing it. Yeah, <laughs> we leave the flaws. Where are. Too. That's
0: all right. Yeah, some of these lead-ins I've done. That's wait till cool. you see them. You haven't you haven't seen all the lead-ins I've done yet. I've butchered a couple, and I'm just like, oh, that's going on the blooper reel. Uh, maybe we'll do a whole blooper show. <laughs> <That's a> good, <laughs> That'd be great.
1: That's a good idea.
0: So, you know, beyond Uh. Mandela effect, right, beyond Mandela effect, we actually talk about, like, there is a real, real piece that time goes by quicker as you age. There is a scientific name for that. Like, there's actually a psychological, uh, it's not a condition because everybody experiences, they've named it, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's almost scary. Right. I I now like the year goes by so quick that my kids are growing up fast. And I think about like, Jesus, like if this keeps happening, like there's a real fear there where it's just like, it goes by, it goes by and it goes by, and it goes by. Oh, look, you lost your camera, man.
1: froze again. Yeah. Shift over to you for a second and see if I can get it back. Am I back? Yeah, I'm back. You're back. This show is we're off. We're off to a rolling start tonight.
0: <laughs> well, for those of you may listening, his camera it off. Nah, I don't think we're redo it. We're just gonna go with it. Look, this is real. Like we don't. Look, for everyone listening <laughs> to the show, as far as production and planning, this is it. Like you know, him, me, that is that is it. Uh, so where where is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, the psychological condition of time moving by relative to how fast you feel like it's going by. I'm worried about missing out on things now. It, maybe it ties in a little. We talked about bucket list. It, you start uh, to sit there. Is that what a midlife crisis is? You know, I bought, turned forty-five last year. The week before my birthday, I went and bought a Dodge Challenger Scat Pack. Didn't buy Hellcat. Didn't buy top end. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want the insurance bill. Don't need eight hundred horsepower. Well, I don't really need five hundred horsepower either. Last year, they're making the car. Maybe that was a cop out to like, if I want one, I'm gonna have to go get it now. But it was true. I did my time with the minivan, though. I feel like I paid my dues. I did the minivan. I gave up my Jeep, traded my Don't six like month minivans. old Jeep in for the minivan. Uh, although the minivan is a cozy ride, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you're taking a road trip, minivan's pretty sweet. Like the spaceship was nice. That's why I referred to it as. So oh, yeah, no, had my share. Of do, do you think? Do you think that midlife crisis? comes from that feeling of time just going so quick and you start to become aware of it.
1: That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. I think you could be onto something there because I know the older I get and the faster time goes, I feel like I I really need to do more. Um, It's like, you know, thank God we have camera phones now. Mm -hmm. Like, so I might sidetrack a little bit here, but you know, when I think back about my childhood, all the memories that I have and things that we did growing up, we had cameras, you know, we had Polaroids and, and, you know, your old classic 35 millimeter cameras. Uh, we didn't have anything fancy. They had the disposable ones, you know, you get a little tube and take it down and drop it to the little hut in the parking lot at the Hills parking lot. And for those of you who don't know what Hills is, if you're from Upper East Tennessee, Uh, Bristol area, uh, you you know what Hills is? Uh, It's a shopping center. It was the best. Um, But but we don't have a lot of pictures from our childhood. I mean, we don't. What we did have, a lot of them got destroyed. There weren't many. I know you saved quite a few that you were able to save and and recover. One one box worth. That's it. One box worth. That was it. But it's like, you know, and you try to find, and it goes back to our first episode on ancestry. You try to find photos of relatives and or you see photos of people that may be a relative but you don't know because you you don't have any reference point right it's like yeah oh i recognize that photo i i don't know i've never seen a photo of this person so i I think we're lucky that we do have camera phones and and you know we can take videos and pictures it's a great
0: thing for social media too so if if y'all don't know this by the way set up your survivor on your social media account especially Mm -hmm. wherever you put most of your content like facebook you can if something happens to you it allows them to be able to go in, access your content, get all that stuff. They can keep the account alive if they won't do. If they don't, that's fine. But it allows them to have access to all that stuff. And you know, I have folders. I think most people should know this, but put your significant other and your family and make them admins of those folders and albums and shared albums. That yep. way, they can access, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's good. But you, know, you talk about fun. It's funny because you see my pictures up here, over over here. But what you can't see is like right over here are photo books. So this is really nice. This is something that I tell Brittany all the time. I love them to death. It's a little time consuming for her. So she doesn't do it as much as I actually wish she would because we have this, like, we don't have photos. Whereas Brittany is younger than me. she's so there's tons of photos of her. There's photos of her on the internet, you know, Facebook and stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Look, so she's 14 years younger. Than Mexico. She was born in 92. But yeah. her family's her her grandmother, she has a huge extended family. Like she has albums and albums of everybody from the 1800s. It's owner things. Her grandmother's into the genealogy for their family. So they're just like uh, Blurb or uh, what's the other one? Uh, i to say Moog. That's car part. I'm working the car parts. Uh, anyway, any of those Snapfish kind of publishing things, every six months, just go do a dump. Go pick out the ones for the last six months that mean the most to you arrange them in some kind of basic like oh this was Christmas this was summer this was birthday parties drop them in there and look she's getting the small ones they're six by sixes I think and she's getting four right. or five images on a page so the images aren't even big but man those books are great like I just there's something about tactile having a photo and having been a photographer an album even a cheap album like that will last for just decades. It'll just last right. for decades. It's something that kids will be able to pick up without having to look at it on a screen or log in somewhere and scroll, scroll. It just loses its effectiveness because if you really want to take more time and lay it out, you can tell a story with the layout. Mm-hmm. You, from this six months, this is what we did as a family. This is what everything that happened. Here's the story of that six months. And then you could do it the next six and the next. So you do that a couple times a year. You know, two books a year. If you want to do it for each kid, you can. She puts everything into one album. You could do it more. You could do it once a quarter if you wanted to. It's how many images you take, but man, it's cool. Like I, I wish we had more of those books. And I have to hit her up. My birthday's coming up. Like I yeah, get you to go, go back and do me one for the whole year now. Like you don't have to play catch up. So they're they're cool. But that's just another example of time going by quickly. I, I sit there yeah. and look at it and. You know, my youngest is three, and I feel like he just came home. Yeah, I feel like he was just born. You know, I'm throwing away shoes yesterday that uh, are just trash and don't fit them, in their tour. If they are good, I take them to Goodwill. I used to work at Goodwill. I love Goodwill. Don't string me up for saying I'm throwing away clothing. They're trash. Trust me. Uh, so
1: kids go through stuff pretty bad.
0: Yeah, you do. I don't. I don't send trash to Goodwill because I have to pay to throw it away. So I actually used to be in charge of the trash at Goodwill. Long story. I will, we'll we talk about it. I'll talk about different careers we've had, like the actual different things. I know we talked about like moving up, but I have had a variety of jobs. It is astounding the number of things I have flipping done in my life. For only being forty-five at that point. Yeah, you too. You too. We'll talk about the foam factory. That that'd be great. Uh Look, reminds me. Everybody makes of me jokes about, about I know, advice. but everybody
1: makes jokes about being a certified forklift driver. I was a certified forklift driver. I was a certified. Uh, driver. I too am a certified forklift, <laughs> was a certified forklift driver.
0: And here's the, like, this is the skinny. I know we're just, like way off the time dilation kind of thing here in space time. Like we 10. left,
1: we left that in the past. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I miss the days of driving a forklift. It was a lot of fun. Like, so, so like, no doubt, like, uh, like how do I I want to put this I enjoy what I do but having a job that was no pressure for the most part other than just be safe yeah I didn't do a good job of that no you didn't do a good job of that so it was just once I think right twice yeah I was sick I
1: got I shouldn't have been at work you shouldn't have been at work but just
0: hopping on a forklift Doing your thing, you got your job task, move thing to A to thing to B, or organize this or do this or load that truck. It's gravy, man. Like, it just, it's cool. Days, day would go by. My day always went by quick on a forklift. It just, it just chewed by. I I always enjoyed it. I I never felt like it was a long day working when I was on When I was
1: first, when I was on first or second shift, it wasn't so bad. When I was on third shift, they were long because there wasn't a lot to do because I was pretty efficient at getting things done, which again, probably goes back to, I probably wasn't the safest, you know, that was a long time ago. OSHA, whatever you can't, there's gotta be a statute of limitations, all that stuff. You know, I would get all my stuff loaded up and prepped, you know, staged at the dock area, ready to load pretty quickly. And I'd have time to kind of wait, or I'd be in between. So we worked at a foam factory and that, and I could go off on a long tangent on this one, but the way they make foam is they make these things they're into what they call buns. It's it literally looks like a giant loaf of bread. And when I say giant, I mean they're like 36 inches high, about 65 inches wide, and probably about 60 feet long. I mean they're huge blocks of foam. And they just there's a giant oven they run in through. They run sheets of plastic, spray the chemicals down, and it literally foams up into these giant blocks. Very hot. Had them catch fire on me before and I've had to drag them outside. Um but anyway, so sometimes in between production runs or, you know, when they were changing the foam density, the chemical mixtures, they'd have to clean the system out. And they'd, Time to kill. I would literally, we kept these things stacked up pretty high, like three, four high in the back of the warehouse. And I would just go back there and I would, you know, we the forklift had squeezers on them. I don't know what you mean, squeezers. Clamps. It's a clamp truck. Clamps. It was squeezers. We'd go in. I'd go in. I'd grab the bottom one in the stack, squeeze it pull It out into the aisle, spin the forklift around and back in, and pull them in front of me. And because there was a space in between that was big enough for the forklift, I just go back there and I just chill out. Like, I'm gonna take a 15 minute nap. It was three in the morning. Were you never worried about getting on. blocked in. Like, I, I just thought
0: about that. Like, what if someone like no. put two or three more, like you're back there, like you doze off, and like all of a sudden I you was, can't
1: move? I was the only driver on third shift. Oh, I it was me, was, was, was me. It was me. Yeah, it was yeah. me. Second shift, there were two of us. When I worked first and second shift, there were always two or two to three drivers. And it was always like Grand Prix rallies around there. I mean, we were always flying. Yeah, I did a lot of crazy stuff. That was, a, it, w- it really was a fun job. Probably not my most fun job. I think if I had to talk about my f- most fun job, um, that was probably when I, when I worked at the movie theater. That was, that was entertaining. That was a lot of fun that, there.
0: Oh, that caused some uh, trouble in your life or... Was Everything a, I I, I a say it didn't cause the trouble. It was it was the the getaway excuse for you making poor decisions.
1: I don't know if I'd say that. No, you I don't, don't know if so. I'd say that. No, no, no. We, yeah. So that that's that okay. Was a job well, that, listen, your
0: your boss was okay with you dropping out of high school and just working, and he knew what you were doing though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's hey, look, it right.
1: was I was working. That's all he cared about. Well, that's true. Um
0: what was his name? We got, I still
1: see his face. What was his name? Um Oh God now. See again, this goes back to my brain not working.
0: I don't Lloyd? know if I ever Mr. You, Lloyd you, Mr. Lloyd, do you know I saw him when I was a cop and he was running the theater on uh North Main? the regal up there across from walmart in hot point
1: you know he opened his own record store in Winchester
0: or not West yeah
1: Westchester eastchester eastchester yes. West Westchester
0: yes i remember that
1: I'm, I'm fascinated with Winchester by the way that's a yeah it episode was it was over done. there
0: where uh played against sports was
1: yes yeah last time i saw him it was i i stopped in to see him at his record store so he was an avid re- record collector um loved the oldies love vinyl you I know mean, we talked about your your record stuff and Mm-hmm. He he! I used to go out with him on the weekends. We'd go to flea markets and and go hunt for for old vinyl records, um, you know. And I I kind of learned a lot from him about just you know what was what was a good deal and what wasn't. Um, you know what good vinyl was. Things to look for like green green apple labels on on Beatles records and things like that. I mean, it just there were certain you know like looking for promo labels and things like that. It, there was there was a lot that went into it but he had and thank god this was 30 years ago maybe i don't know he had at that time i think he had a half a million 33s and 3 quarters of a million um 45s in his collection that he i mean he had he had storage buildings full of just records and boxes I mean, everywhere he had just Tons yeah, I would
0: ones. be curious. You know, Uncle Pat still has all his albums, and I couldn't tell you. Like, I remember that whole living room being wall to wall albums when we were kids. Yeah, they lived in I the same house. So yeah, I, they I,
1: moved. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
1: There's probably some money in there. Oh, uh,
0: absolutely. Money. I didn't even talk about that though. Just who are they passing it down to? What, do, what are they doing with it? You know the?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's. That job uncle, was fun. Way, I'm
0: here talking like everyone knows who Uncle Pat is. Our uncle uncle Pat, Pat is my my dad's. Since we're half brothers, different dads, but my dad's older sister's husband. So my dad's the oldest boy. He's number two in line. His older sister, Carolyn, kind of mama him the family, and her husband Pat is who we're talking about.
1: So, right. If so you're drawing a family was...
0: tree for us. That's that's what are
1: Oh, don't do that. Trust me, that's that's not something you want to try. We had hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. I got
0: were, a, no, I got, a, I got a small representation of our family tree right here. It looks looks about like this. Like just yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a hot mess. No, but she wasn't she his half sister? Didn't they have different they had different moms no or diff
0: uh, oh who dad? Dad and uh Carolyn?
1: Yeah. Yes, come to dad.
0: Fi- come, yes, come come to find out. She come to dad. find out, yeah. Which is something that we discovered in our ancestry journey. So it all wraps back around episode one, our yeah. ancestry journey. We found That's out a right lot of here. things, but as we can attest to, we are half brothers. Doesn't change a thing because we grew up together. They grew up together. That's all that matters. Yep. Family is the uh, trials and tribulations you go through jointly a lot of times. It's who you choose. It is blood, but it's also who you choose to be, be around.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's key. I think, but to to go back to, to the job, that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I remember getting to watch the movies before they came, you know, before they went live for everyone else, like on Thursday night. So they used to come in. So back in the day, um, most of the theaters now are all digital. You don't have very many that film come in. We used to get, the trucks would come in on, on Wednesdays, drop off whatever new film was releasing that Friday. Um, and then Wednesday evening into Thursday, we would have to splice the reels together. So you guys are going to get a bit of film history, um, or movie theater, film history, right? So films, film used to come in 20 minute reels and either we're switching them, um, old school projectorists were switching out the reels from one reel to another real time, real, real time. So if you've seen, um, Fight Club, right? You've seen the whole Brad Pitt bit about the projectionist. They talk about the cigarette burn. That's a real thing. So each reel was 20 minutes long, and at the end of the reel, you'd have you'd have that cigarette burn and then a couple frames down, and, and that's where you would put the other reel into it, and we would have to splice them together. We had a little machine, put them down, tape them together, splice them, um, and then put them together. And then we wound them up on this big, giant platter, um, and there were three platters high. And you would run the film from the top platter down over through a set of reels um, and rollers down to the projector through the projector and back over and up onto a second platter so when it runs it winds onto the new reel right so you never had to like rewind it it just always was going from one platter to another but we had to preview them um on thursday nights after the theater closed because we had to make sure that they were put together correctly And the reason being is we had an issue. I want to say it was still Magnolias. I think that was the movie. It was that premiered on a Friday. Nobody previewed it, sold out theater, packed 20 minutes into the movie. The movie was backwards and there was no sound because the soundtrack runs on one side of the the film and the projector had to pick it up. And so we had to go in and pull it out and had to stop the movie. Had to refund an entire theater worth of tickets, um, and so we kind of there was a mandate after that. We always had to watch the movies, which was great if the movies were good. But then there was like, like there was a remake of Heidi. I don't remember what it was called. We had to we had to sit there. So me and me and my buddy we just played frisbee in the theater while the movie ran in the background for, for an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, some <laughs> bad movies. The only movie I've ever walked out on was. What was the Val Kilmer the Saint? Was it the Saint? The Val Kilmer movie?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think that Saint.
0: Right. Yeah, I gotta I, check it. To the Google, the Google. You should be the Saint. Really? Yes. Should. It was. It was the Saint. I, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get into it. Oh, let me tell you a funny story. So, this is just where life culminates. It comes together with little tidbits that you pick up that you should always pay attention to so eddie's working the movie theater he's in high school i'm in middle school i'm up there i don't know why we were up there for he's like hey you want to like i'll show you everything ah, shit okay sure why not so he takes me up he's showing me how he splices the film together talking about don't drop the light bulbs in the projectors they'll oh God, explode yeah. The,
1: very expensive. But
0: the thing I took away from is that I always just envisioned like the projector room, like one little room in each theater. It's not, it's just one big giant long continuous room. And you got windows, obviously, where the projector goes down. You can look down, you can, you can look out. I don't think I've ever told you this story. When I was a cop, we got an alarm call to the movie theater, to the Regal for B and E. And we get there and the front doors open. It's like, well, crap. So as a police officer, you have to go through whenever this happens and you have to clear the building. See? So clearing the building is a close quarters combat style situation. So if everyone on here, if you're listening, you've seen TV, right? Guys with guns clearing corners, tactically doing the thing. Now I want everyone to pause and think about for a moment tactically what a movie theater actually is. It's a funnel of death. That's what it's referred to <laughs> in the tactical community. Yes, some of them have two hallways, one to the right, one to the left. But either way, once you go around that corner, it's there's just walls, and people can look over top. And then you walk all the way to the front of the theater, and you've got to go up upstairs. you got to go uphill. You do not have the high ground, Anakin. You've got to go uphill. And people could be crouched down behind any of those rows of seats and just open fire on you. It, it is a no tactically advantageous way to clear a movie theater if you're doing it on the ground. So there's like six of us at this point because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll everybody down. I said, we can't just go in there. Like odds are it's perfectly fine. And there's literally nobody even in the building. But I don't really want to die tonight. I want to go home. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Doors open. Let's do it the right way. So everyone's like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" So the manager responded to the theater, and I was like, "Do you have the keys to the theater?" Well, yes. Yeah, so I was like, "Does this open every door?" They're like, "Yes, this one opens. All the doors are key to like." So I looked at everybody, and I'm like, I looked at the manager. I said, "Where's the projector room stairway?" And they're like, "Oh, it's down there at the end." Da da da. Everyone's like, "What?" And I said, "Yes, the projector room runs the entire length of the theater, and you can see from top." into every theater. I was like, Mm -hmm. so we're going to go one by one. I was like, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to send up two people to go clear the projector room. And we're all going to wait down here. They're going to clear the projector room. And then we're going to start at that theater and we're going to work our way down. Once they can see the entire theater from the top and tell us that they don't see anybody. And that's exactly what we did. There's still some blind spots in the theater. So it wasn't like we can just go up there and look down and see there's nobody. But. And everyone looked at me like, how do you even know this? And I was like, my brother worked at a movie theater when I was in middle school. <laughs> I've, I've never even told any of this. Those are, that is yeah, a that's true hilarious. story. That is a true is. story. Cause at the end of all that, there was nobody in there for everyone's how the story turned out. The cleaning crew left the door unlocked and the door blew open. Hence there was, and then at the end of it, all of us crammed into one of those photo booths that put a frame on you and spits out the little thing of tickets of, of uh, tickets. And it was <laughs> the tick. And so we all got in there and screamed "spoon" as it took our picture.
1: We need a word that strikes fear in the hearts of our enemies. <laughs> that was and it. That word spoon. is spoon. <laughs> yes. There's a flashback for you. Yeah. So, so. It, it, you're talking about about your your job as a as a a, LEO a lot. You know, being a police officer, and, and so it, <laughs> I think I think this is definitely story sharing worthy. So I I got a chance to do a ride along, um, <laughs> yeah. When you were a cop, and that was that was great. I mean, there were times where it was just like, I just want to go to sleep. You did go to sleep um, once. I, I did to go, go to that. sleep once. Yeah, but you, know, you had a lot of paperwork. But I will never to this day forget the call. The the, the somebody broke into my daughter's room and oh yeah, was trying to attack her. That was just hilarious. I mean, here we are flying down the road, you know, lights lights going, sirens going. Everybody's rushing down there. I don't know. There were it, probably five, six cops showed up. I don't remember how many folks mm-hmm. there were. There's a pretty good, you know, well, response he took he took off it.
0: running, so it was actually more than that. There was like three of us at the house and pretty much everybody else was looking for him, like was him in the neighborhood.
1: It for the life of me, I remember everybody's kinda of standing there talking to mom, and the mom was telling a story, and the daughter comes out onto the porch and she has a backpack and just, I'm like She's doing and i'm kind of staying in the back because you know i'm just that i'm the observing hat. the hat yeah had the keys in it the cat had had the keys in it and she comes out and kind of drops it off the side of the porch and i'm like john <laughs> john wait, did you see that he goes yeah We're gonna look at that i said yeah i said this story ain't adding up i'm like i'm not a cop and i could see that <laughs> Yeah, and it just yeah it ended up after the the whole thing was you know it ended up being her boyfriend had snuck in and then and, and mom caught him and
0: but it just, boyfriend mom and dad did well, it was dad dad was gonna kill the guy like yeah dad was gonna straight kill the guy up
1: which don't blame him
0: you' know what's interesting about this story though I don't know if you remember the the ending of this and we'll fast forward to the ending she did finally admit that she let him in and they were just making out and they're the same age bracket there's really nothing going on there me and Eddie get the privilege of taking said youngster home to mama.
1: I think he wanted to and, go to jail.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he did too. The, the area we were—I was this call was in—it was not my beat. I actually worked the upper middle class area at the time, uh, so it's really interesting. I had more drug arrests than than most other people, so I'm just saying it's there. So mm-hmm. anyway, this is a low income neighborhood. Not housing project level, but next level up, right? Yeah, and we, we picked the kid up, take him to mama's house, mom's single mom. And
1: he was supposed to go to remember.
0: I'm pretty sure because we had him he handcuffed. Was... The, the department policy was you had to, if you ride, the, you got to be handcuffed. So we get there, and it was a little bit for show, too, to like teach him a lesson. He was young, he was 17, right. 16, 17.
1: Yeah, he was like I think he was like 17.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so we get there, mom slaps him, and I'm like, Oh crap, let me take the handcuffs off first off before you <laughs> beat him. Like you can't be in handcuffs when you do that. Yeah. And we go in the house and, and she just like I was like, let me let's let and and we tell her what happened finally, and she is just like, You how did you even get over there? And he was just like, Well, I drove, and we're like you drove? And he's like, well, yeah, I took I took took t- your Jeep. Your mom's like, well, where's my Jeep now? And I'm like, we didn't know anything about a Jeep. She's like, well, <laughs> I guess it's away." And he was like, she was like, well, I guess you're going to wake up in the morning and walk the five miles over there and go get my Jeep. Because it was about five miles away. Yeah, it was about five was
1: miles away. It was the only
0: car they had. But I remember we had this conversation with the mom. It's a great life lesson. This is the kind of neighborhood where you... Would rightly assume that people are not doing well. They're impoverished. Maybe they don't make great decisions. And this mom, we were sitting there. You remember she had a daughter, and she talks about her daughter. Mm-hmm. Daughter got a full ride scholarship to Duke. Yep, full ride academic scholarship to Duke.
1: Very smart young lady. And
0: yep, and the son was. Let's see, he has already accepted the Air Force ROTC or something. I remember there's something about the Air Force.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't he, remember he's exactly. Like the yeah,
0: he was like in the, the JROTC and he had already been accepted to the ROTC program to go to college. Uh, also, yeah. not dumb, not so dumb it's kids. Just, no, no, not dumb kids, just doing dumb kid things. So, and I want to juxtapose this, man. We were way off topic from the time dilation thing, but just follow me here because this is an important summary. So I go back and I tell you, I worked the upper middle class, rich, McMansion millionaire, rich area of town. Not the real wealth area of town. And I got an alarm call again to go out there and I, I'm pulling down and the woman's getting out. And she was like, I just left. And she's like, I don't think I pulled the door shut all the way. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I didn't wait on anybody. She's like, I literally drove to the end of the road. They called me and I was coming back. Was like, all right. So I go in and I check the house out. It was fine, and I'm in there, and I'm like, "Okay, anything else I can do for you?" She's like, well, "I've got a question." I was like, "Okay." And you get used to this as a cop. It's what we call buffet questions. So just <laughs> people ask you when you're at the uh, an event, right? Like, "It's well, you're a cop. Let me ask you a question." Like, uh, "Okay, I'm not Matt Lock, but let's do it." She was like, "How do I get my daughter out of my house?" And I'm like, "I well, hold your daughter." She's like, "Well, she's 18," and I'm like not going to ask why. I was like, doesn't really matter to me. I was like, but legally she lives here and she's has occupancy here. I said, you have to have her evicted. I was like, she, this is actually her residence. You can't have her evicted. You have the right to do that, but you do have to file notice and go through the sheriff's department, and have her evicted if that's what you want to do. I was like, she's an adult. You can evict her. She's like, oh, okay. She was like, she's just seeing this guy and she's making really bad decisions and not listening. And I'm like, I'm not that much older. I'm 21 at the time. And I'm like, that's the way some kids are. I was like, I don't, you know, I'd be happy to talk to her if you want me to. About this time, daughter comes home. Daughter walks in the door, sees a cop, sees mom, thinks I've been called to deal with her just instantly. If it gives you an idea (laughs) of their relationship and uh, the cussing from the daughter just instantly. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, the alarm went off in your house. I'm like, calm down. I was like, mom's, I was like, whatever your deal is, I'm like, obviously you got something going on. I was like, I suggest you two go to counseling. Is what I really said to him. Daughter and mom starts in your boyfriend. And I was like, ah, me being here is not a reason to start a fight. I was like, don't do it. I was like, somebody will go to jail. I got nothing better to do. Just don't start a fight while I'm standing here.
1: <laughs> I don't mind doing the paperwork. Uh,
0: <laughs> Anyone who's a cop who's listening, to this is about like, yeah, exactly. So daughter leaves, gets in the car, blah, down the road. And She's like, see, so see how she's driving. You're here, and I'm like. I don't care. So now I'm like, okay, anything else I can help you with? And she was like, she just looks at me. She just breaks down crying. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, I hate to say this, like in this, this method, but when you're a cop and it's just one thing, like you get a really morbid about, it is a job. And you really start to feel like it's a job. And sometimes pieces of humanity drifts off. Like I went there for an alarm call. Now I've listened to the crap about the daughter. Now the daughter's come in. This is turning into another like, I mean, I had to clear this call and start another call, which now is another <laughs> report and another piece of paperwork I got to do because I'm like running out of time to clear this thing. They're calling me on the radio like, hey, are you done? Like, we've got other things to do. So the woman commences to tell me at this point, I was like, well, pick her. Up. I literally picked her up off the floor Saturday. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like. My husband beats me. Oh, God, God. Oh, no. Number one, it's horrible. I don't.
1: Yeah, no, So I checked absolutely.
0: her. I, so I'm looking at her now and I'm like, well, does she have any marks? Because now that you tell a cop that, at least in the state of North Carolina, I have to do something. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. I want to do something anyway, but I don't, I don't have a choice if there's signs of domestic violence. So she might, was like, well, did he do it today? She's like, no, it's been a while. And, you know, I've made reports in the past. I'm like, well, you can take out a restraining order and he not come around you. And She is like, well, you don't understand. She goes, I've we've been married uh, like 20, 20 some years at this point. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you can leave. I'm like, she's like, I can't leave, I don't have any money. Okay. As in, you don't have enough to move out. She goes, No, I don't have a bank account. He controls all of the money. So financial abuse is a real is a real thing. And my kids will always learn to have separate bank accounts. No matter how great their marriage is, you always need separate bank accounts. Me and my wife have separate bank accounts. Anyway, we do as well. and I'm like, well, there's women's shelters. I was like, you can just like switch your paycheck over. She goes, I don't work. She goes, I haven't worked since high school. She goes, I haven't held a job. He's He went to college. He's very successful. He makes 500000 or so dollars a year, I think. She goes, I don't even really know how much he makes. She goes, he could make triple that and I wouldn't know. She goes, the point is, I have no job experience. The last job I had, I was a part-time waitress in high school. Ooh. I was like, well, there's a woman shelter. Are they taking anybody? I was like, you, just, you can start back off on the ground level. I could set all that up for you. I could, I could take you there right now if you want me to. No, I'm going to stay here. She goes, is there anything I can do? I didn't know if there was some other kind of resource where we can force him to go to counseling. And I'm like, no. I'm like, your option legally is to charge him with the abuse, take out a protective order here in North Carolina. It's not a restraining order. We don't have it in North Carolina. It's a 50B protective order, which will make him stay away from you for 10 days. The trial, the first hearing has to be within 10 days. He's not allowed. I said, but well, that's still a piece of paper. I was like, it doesn't physically protect you from anything. I'm like, but you have choices to make. I was like, you can't go to court and then back out of it. The judges will charge you with filing a false report. I was like, they don't like no. that. I was like, you're going to have to make a decision. But my point here, now, juxtaposing that to the story we told about the young mother with the two kids, one at Duke, one going to Air Force, ROTC, in a neighborhood where you would make the presumption that these people are struggling and they don't have it together and they don't know anything about life. Obviously, that mom had her kids under control. The kids are turning out well. The kids know right and wrong. And Bad then you look at this neighborhood where people are like, man, I would love to live there. These people haven't put together. Mom's driving a Lexus. Who knows what the husband drove. Daughter was in a uh, M series BMW. And you would just look at those people like, oh God, they, just, they got it. They got it so good. When that mom yeah. is living in an abusive relationship with an a, verbally and mentally abusive daughter, who more than likely is that way because of the household you grew up in, frankly. So just, you know, I talked about it before Facebook and social media and what you see from the outside is it's all a show. It's all perception.
1: So, Oh yeah. You never know what battle someone's fighting. I mean, you really don't. I mean, there's, no. we go, we have a phrase for it. It's real life and Facebook life. I mean, some folks, and I see it all the time. I've got, I've got friends that they have their Facebook life and I know what's going on behind closed doors. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't, you know, my, my Facebook is very private. Um, it's not open to the world. A lot of people's are, I have, you know, a handful of friends and family on there and right. I use it mostly for sharing pictures of stuff that I cook food porn. We talked about before pictures of my kids things we're doing travel vacation. Um, and, and, Memes. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. Yeah,
0: I get paid to make memes now. Like, how I know, is that I know. It's totally Like, hey, I
1: literally it's, get paid to make memes. It's I great know. that it's a thing. But, I, I mean, my point is, yeah, I don't, I don't try to live. I try, I try to keep my, most of my life private. And I like to share the, the good part, parts of my life. Occasionally, I will share something that's a little more personal. You know, I've shared, I've shared the stories of my weight loss last year, which was massive. Um, thing, and I think you know you and I had already talked. I think we're gonna do another episode, kind of related around the struggles with what what I had with that, yeah. And so, um, fitness and and addiction Mm -hmm. and those other things. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about those things on on a future one. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Uh, but you know, I keep it private, and you know, I'm on social media. I'm on I'm on Twitter or X or whatever. I, t- are, this I mean week. I'm
0: on I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I don't do much on Twitter. TikTok, I post some stuff every once in a while. LinkedIn's my most I'm, public thing, but I keep that very professional. Very, you know.
1: Yeah, I try to keep my uh, LinkedIn professional too. It's, you know, because that's really what it's supposed to be for. Facebook is more friends and family, very close people, very private. Twitter is Twitter's social. You know, I that is my one where I'm kind of like I just post stuff. But again, I don't post a lot of stuff that's that I feel is personal, right? There's a lot of stuff that's work related there because that's mm-hmm. where I interact with people. So I was, I was a community manager for, for two and a half years um, at the company I worked for. And I, I handled some of the public um, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram accounts. And I did all the work or not all of it, but the, the large portion of the posts and responding. And so I spent a lot of time on Twitter before it went downhill um, you know, and I'm on Threads now, but I hardly do anything there. But yeah, I, I don't. I think mean, Threads is gonna make it. Like, I don't. What's what's the point? It's it's the, it's them
0: being in the game that they don't really need to be into, which will just tell you how much Elon pressure is applying pressure. They they're they're scared that he's going to come out with something that they haven't thought of, and still massive market share away from Meta over it. Yeah, or or they wouldn't yeah, waste yeah. The time and resources to it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I liken it to the whole. Yeah, I guess the thing is, is Twitter going to become the next MySpace, right? Because remember, MySpace was huge. MySpace, was, yeah, you know, old social media. I don't. Geo I don't think. It's, I think it's
0: going to become something that it's never been and that we haven't seen before. Uh, would be my guess. I, I don't know. It's died off internally. It's,
1: it's, it's not it's that it's out. They, cleaned out,
0: they cleaned out the bot accounts. They cleaned out all the fake accounts. I can, so I work in social media and digital marketing and marketing in general. My job is to run our corporate accounts for our company. Plus I help 1200 independent owners with their social media. So highly involved in social media in that world. And I can tell you, I can see the numbers from the reporting software we have and the analytics, not just our accounts, but we sweep the internet for competitors and like brands and stuff like that. The amount of followers growth or, or lack of net followers. So I'm trying to say net followers month over month is shrinking. It's, it's not that people are unfollowing your brand. It's that the accounts are fake and they're killing them. So there's a, I think there's a very holistic approach to, we need to scrub all of this, so that we can build back on top of real followers, real people who like the platform, real accounts that are actively there. And there are quite a few. I could tell you our brand, when we do events around racing and stuff like that, we get massive engagement. It, there is a For us, that is a really well-served niche of live behind the scenes, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. activities and that's where x i'm gonna stop calling it Twitter. that's where x thrives is that oh, yeah. rapid rapid fire it's still quicker than any other platform for that so tiktok's fast and you can find a lot of stuff on tiktok but it's not as fast as type out two or three sentences Catastrophes oh, yeah. going on major events going on x is the place man it'll it'll just, it'll light up and that's where it's got a real strength and I think brands and people who understand that platform is an in-the-minute-right-now-what's-happening platform. And I can show you something you can't see anywhere else platform is what it will become. Hopefully, they grow it and they, they kind of morph it into something that relies around that central theme. Whereas TikTok has become about influencers, it's become about advertising heavy. Now TikTok Shop, it's going through its metamorphosis of. Well, Twitter it's, did it's, the same it's, thing. It's it's, it's it's in the Chrysalis stage. Like, what is it ultimately going to become? To where we don't really care.
1: Tw- Twitter Man, did the and, same thing. They did the whole influencer stage, and you know the the ads absolutely, and, and,
0: and that's and, and that's where the spam and the bot accounts were allowed to live because it was like oh you get 12 million impressions. Well, the reality is you got 1 million impressions and 12 million of them were bots that were scraping your comments section to spam other people. And I can tell you the spam has went to almost zero on my personal account and on our corporate account. So whatever they're doing at X, that is working. I feel really good that that is sound versus I get a ton of personal spam in LinkedIn. You know, people see my job title, There's companies they, once they know a company's email uh, structure, like, you know, whatever it is, at whatever it is, they can just start scraping names off of the internet and you just, it's just, it's nonstop. I started
1: getting, started getting some on LinkedIn today when I published, you know, when we post our, our post this morning, all of a sudden I got at least. And I want to connect with people. Let me help you with your SEO. Oh, uh, but you know, yeah. what,
0: what kills me is there are people in some of these, cause I also own real estate and we have an investing company. So that's listed on my LinkedIn as well. And most of the spam I actually get is in the real estate market. And it's people like, let me help you with your next financing of your next project. And I'm like, did you even read my profile? I don't, I don't need help financing. You know, or I'm a wholesaler and I'm looking to buy properties. Well, good for you. I'm not in the business of selling property to wholesalers. I like, I think there's nothing yeah. I can do for you. Like, stop, leave me alone.
1: Yeah. Or business no, I,
0: contacts for my day job that don't actually read my profile and they're like, "Hey, are you the person that's in charge of blank?" And I'm like, "Does it say I'm the person in charge of blank?" I'm very clear about what my actual job is. Like, that's yeah. what I do.
1: It's like the it's. I equate it to those phone calls you get. I well, being a te- in the tech industry, you know, and an IT guy for so many years, I used to, all the time for the longest time still get them to this day. I still get calls. Hey, just wondering if you're in the job market. If you're interested, you know, um, we've got a we've got a three month contract to hire position, potential contract to hire position as a help desk analyst. Like, have you looked at my freaking resume?
0: Yeah. Now, I've, had some, I've had some real recruiters at organizations reach
1: no, out to. Yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I have too, but I, I mean, there's I, you a, can lot always tell of, a lot they're, of spam. Real.
0: Yeah, the ones that are spam, I just don't even reply to. But the real recruiters, I've emailed back, and I'm like, I'm always open to discussions. I'm like, however, let me tell you where we're starting at so that you're clear about the discussion. Yeah. And I'll I'll name a number in terms, and like, I work remotely. I have flex scheduling. Here's my benefit, roughly my benefit package annually, my bonus you know, that I'm making and my base salary now. And here's what it would take for me to leave all of that. And they're like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, Is that in your range? They're like, No, it's not. And I'm like, Okay. If you have something in that range in the future, let me know.
1: Yeah. Feel free that, to reach out. That
0: usually clears clears it out pretty quick. So,
1: so I mean, we're, we're, we're over at an hour or five. Yeah, yeah. We're over again. It's okay. I, we, we, we knew past- today was going to be. Totally yeah. random. Um, which there is were okay.
0: Cover some, some good stuff.
1: Look, no, in the there comments,
0: was. tell us your Mandela effect, tell us your time time dilation, as I'm calling it. The science That's... nerds are gonna get on me. That's not really what it is, John. This time dilation, I don't I don't care. It's I'm not talking real relativity here. I'm talking relative to me. So what is the thing? Leave it in the comments. What is the thing that you remember and just it's completely wrong? But to this day, you would swear by it. Leave that in the comments. Let us know. Also, I guess the moral of the story, right? We ended. I mean, we always try to end on a positive note. The story I told: don't judge a book by its cover. It's really pretty simple. But uh, Eddie said, every everybody's going through something you don't know about.
1: Yeah. No. And I think I think for me, the the takeaway is, you know, cherish what time you have. You never know how much you're going to have. Um, and the older you get you'll start realizing that, right? It's like, wow, I really wish I'd spent more time doing this or doing that. Capture those memories, cherish those memories. Um, that's probably, probably the best bit of advice I have kind of off of today's topic.
0: All right. Well, next week, don't know what we're talking about yet. We've got a plan for that, but we, need, we still need an outro. I don't know where we say when need end the show. Leave some comments. What, what should be our tagline when we sign off? like eat my shorts. Like I don't
1: know. That's a nineties thing. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Nineties. All right. It was, it was Tracy Ullman show. That's where it started. That's right. I forgot
1: about that one. (laughs) Time.
0: All right. We'll, we'll use Batman for now. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Later.
1: Have a good one.